Welcome back to Salted Hash. My name is Steve Reagan with CSO Online. Today we're going to be talking about the Matrix Banker malware and a couple of other goodies. Stick with me and we'll be right back. The Matrix Banker malware is a uh, campaign that's been taking place in Latin America, and uh, the malware itself was first discovered in June uh, this year. Now, what's interesting is, is when it was first found, it appeared to be under development. And here lately, it appears that development's going good because researchers at Darktrace had actually found uh, traces of it in Latin America, particularly in Mexico. And uh, according to what they've been saying, between August and October of 2017, Darktrace detected highly anomalous behavior in five seemingly unrelated networks in Mexico. Unlike the original strain of this attack, which was believed to be targeting financial institutions almost exclusively, this latest variant affected customers across a number of verticals, suggesting that the threat actors are diversifying their targets. With us to talk more about this is Justin Fear, Director for Cyber Intelligence Analytics at Darktrace. Justin, how are you? Great. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. So uh, clue us in here. Tell me, what, tell me a little bit about this malware, its background, and uh, what you guys know about Matrix Banker. Yeah, so uh, you nailed it on the head. You know, it was first discovered right around that time frame as uh, mostly being in development. What was really most fascinating to us is that we found it crossing from the financial vertical into other industry verticals. So it really appears that the attackers may be diversifying uh, their attack set. Um, in addition, it was highly targeted, and we really didn't see it outside of the Latin America region at all. Um, we caught the latest variant across five or six of our clients um, across three different uh, industry verticals. It had nothing to do with financial at this point. So um, it has morphed a little bit and changed, and it's, it's very stealthy in its nature. So when the ran uh, ransomware, so we just recently finished talking about ransomware in the studio, so that's obviously still stuck in the back of my head. Uh, when this <laughs> malware starts to spread, is it still coming for, through phishing or, uh, you know, like booby-trapped websites? Or are we talking about other, other means? Yeah, so for the most part, it's still coming through phishing. And unfortunately, in 2017, employees are still clicking the links. Uh, and it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, you know, But what we actually caught was a number of different indicators of compromise when we catch it on our clients. So we catch the download of the anomalous executable file from a rare destination. We catch the second stage payloader come down. We see the device actually speaking out to command and control infrastructure. So we'll actually catch it on five or six different fronts when it does finally land in the network. So once the foothold's established, what are you seeing the actors do with this, this malware itself? Well, I think the, mo the scariest part about it is we've actually seen it deactivate uh, endpoint protections and antivirus, um, which, you know, unfortunately, too many companies rely on that. And this is just another example of why you cannot rely on that technology. I would never tell a company not to invest in that technology. But what I would tell a company is not to rely so heavily on it. It's not in a this silver bullet, case, in other words, is what you're saying. I, yeah, absolutely. And in this particular case, uh, this malware successfully disabled endpoint protection on these uh, these clients. And so had they not had a network anomaly detection tool such as Darktrace, it probably would have gone unnoticed and wreaked a whole lot more damage than it did. Who'd they disable? What's that? 
Who was who? What, what were the endpoint protections being decided? I, I couldn't I couldn't say specifically uh, what programs uh, do the NDAs that we have in place. Go figure. Leave it to the lawyers to ruin an interesting discussion on on hacking methods. <laughs> so, circling back to to the the malware itself, when it is you know being installed and everything like this, not just disabling like uh, AV. Are you seeing are you seeing like data exfiltration? Are they actually taking stuff away from these companies, or are they just sitting evident waiting? Could you repeat the question? You froze up on my end. Sorry about that. So uh, going back to the question, when you see it infect uh, in, on a network and the, the malware takes hold, are you seeing data exfiltration? Are you seeing actual like attacks with this malware? Is it just installing itself and sitting you know, resident as it disables AV? In this particular case, we did see some beaconing activity and command and control. We didn't see any large-scale exfiltration. Um, you know, but, uh, that's not to say it wouldn't have happened had we not caught it in advance. So usually that's the end goal with any of these things. Uh, so, but for us, I want to catch it. Okay. How far has development gone on this? Uh, back in June when it was first discovered, like, like I'd mentioned earlier, it seemed like this was still in development. So how is the, the, for example, disabling AV, is that a new thing? Or is it, there more to it? I, I couldn't say because I haven't looked at the you know analysis comparing both of them. Um, as I said before, the more interesting part to us is the fact that they moved from one industry into another. So um, regardless of whether or not they've tweaked software, um, they're getting more brazen and they're going for, for different targets. In addition, the fact that it's so targeted towards just the Latin American market, there were certain IOCs in there, such as, you know, the top level domain being .mx using Catalan, you know, domains as well, uh, that really led to that targeted nature, you know, which really is interesting uh, from our perspective. Any indicators as to why they're targeting these particular organizations directly or? Uh, is it... Unclear at this point. I think you'd have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from the the malware itself, another reason why I had you come on today was to talk about insider threats. And here lately, there's been a a, a sudden push for insiders and and I guess detections of of you know insider behavior at organizations. And I was wondering if you could chat for a little bit about what you think the most serious insider threats are. Are they a particular employee in a certain you know department within the organization? Are they an employee that has certain characteristics behind them? What should organizations watch out for when they're considering insider threats? I'd go with answer C, all of the above. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there really is no one category. They're all a threat. And the fact of the matter is they have a badge into the building and a password onto the network. Um, it's identifying when somebody moves over from regular employee to disgruntled employee or is coerced by an outside entity to actually carry out an action. Um, insider threat is very difficult to catch because there is no rule or signature you can write for it. There is no SIM query to write to catch it. It really it just is a matter of detecting when they start deviating from their standard pattern of life. You know, if an employee is used to doing one thing for the last six months and now all of a sudden they're looking at files that they don't normally look at. They're connecting to cloud shares they don't normally look at. And then we see massive exfiltration happening. 
um, you know, you should be able to spot that. And unfortunately, there aren't too many tools out there outside of Darktrace that can actually do just that. Um, the other thing I really like to do is I spend a lot of time with my clients helping them build insider threat hunt teams. And there's one thing that's always missing from those teams that they've built. And that's somebody from HR. HR knows the employees better than anybody. And they should be part of that insider threat hunting because they can spot things sooner than the security team can that might allude to somebody becoming a high risk user. So that's interesting. I actually, uh, I'm curious, why is HR left out of the loop on that when I figured when you're threat modeling for employees, HR would be the first place you'd go. How, how do they get left out of the loop here? Um, I think it's just one of those things that a lot of security teams haven't even decided or built insider threat huntings. That's the first problem. Unfortunately, we're still hyper-focused on the desktop server model mm -hmm. and just trying to get a handle on all the ransomware and all the commodity stuff that's hitting our networks. Um, a lot of times insider threat becomes an afterthought until they actually get hit with it themselves. Um, so usually those teams that are starting to think about it from the ground mm -hmm. up, they'll usually bring somebody from HR in. So when it comes to threat modeling for employees that, that could you know cause severe harm, are there markets or verticals that need to do this more than others? Like what's the priority here if somebody wants to do that? No, I think it doesn't matter. I think every company's got something that somebody else wants, you know, so regardless of the industry you're in, uh, you are at risk of it. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be nation state or corporate espionage, but it could just be a sales rep that moves from company A to company B and brings their Rolodex with them. Um, that's still considered insider threat. Um, so, you know, uh, the biggest thing is just getting a handle on your network and the 110% visibility you need in order to spot the red flags. Awesome. Well, Justin, thanks again for taking the time to talk with us today. This has been Salted Hash, and I'm Steve Reagan. If you want to keep up with Justin or any other developments on uh, insider threats or new malware variants, stay tuned to CSOonline.com, and we'll be around with the, the show every week. Cool.